Warning, this podcast contains adult themes and bad language. How are you doing? I'm all right, Mr. Franks. How are you? Not bad, old Bean. Not bad. Um, we are... We are coming out of lockdown soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are starting up a podcast we just are. in time to catch the people on their way into work when they have to listen to stuff. Exactly. I like the way you're thinking, actually. It's not coincidental in the slightest, is it? No, no. This exactly. is, we've planned this meticulously. Absolutely. We knew, we knew the dates that... Chris Whitty, Boris, etc. We're going to say lockdown's ending. People back on trains. Scott and Ollie are going to knock out a podcast. Do you know what I find funny about that? Actually, do you know what Cobra stands for? You know they say Cobra meeting. It sounds really cool. I've got no idea. Um, when I think of Cobra, I think of Carl Froch or an actual snake, Mate, it's or the, it, Mike's girlfriend. <laughs> it's the most boring. Um, is it, an, is it an acronym? Anyway, it's the most boring uh, sentence you'll hear in your whole life. COBRA stands for Cabinet Office Briefing Room A. So, yeah, it's not quite as sexy as it would sound. John, um, we're going, we've got that COBRA meeting. It's really important. A COBRA meeting? Yeah, COBRA meeting. Ooh, that sounds interesting. It ain't. It's just the government meeting about what's going on throughout the day. Oh, okay, yeah. But you could you could do it with anything. You 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 could call. You, it's literally the name of the room that they sit in. So you could call something. I don't know the um, the uh, fire suite, and you're like, well, what's the fire suite? Fridge in rear environment. You know, I'd, God knows that was terrible, but <laughs> you you know what I mean. Um, I know. So how have you prepared for today? What have you been doing? Me? Yeah. Uh, preparation is, um, at the moment, limited to, to work, work, work. Yeah. But one of the things I've been thinking about on the basis of our last com- conversation was the world of the beyond when you pass, when you die. And the reason being is it seemed we was on the cusp of a good conversation there before it all cut off. And um, I'm assuming your position is still an atheist, whereas I am a lapsed former atheist. So I thought it was a nice discussion piece. I found it quite interesting. And then we sort of, again, we've run out of time. We've got to stop. What's your thoughts on that? Um, no, devout atheist, mate. Devout. Can't, yeah, he, the, the, the lady is not for turning. Oh, I'm not here trying to turn you. That's not my bag. I don't even know what I believe in. <laughs> So you're not going to get a, a, an evangelist on the other end telling you to pick up your Bible, Quran, or uh, the Torah. And there are equivalent um, and other religions available. But no, I'm not going to tell you to do that. But I mean, I just got to the stage where it might be because I'm getting old and my mortality mm. is probably coming to a swift end at some point, especially with my lifestyle, that... Um, it could be hope or it could be uh, my thought process that 
there is possibly something beyond. Uh, but your position is not a chance. There's anything beyond um, dirt and nothingness. Yeah. Yeah. Because was, I was listening to another podcast, quite a famous podcast, Joe Rogan. And I have an esteemed scientist whose name escapes me, as they always do. But he said, hey, it's difficult to think of nothing because either nothing is something. It's If you talk about nothing, um, it, you're still imagining something. So it's uh, trying to understand how consciousness completely turns the lights off and goes, no, there's nothing home. But it's not as if you, you're, you're forever, uh, your eternity is then just a black void. What is nothingness? What is switching off? What is not being conscious? And that is what we discussed here last time. And, I, and it was that very thing um, that has made me switch from an atheist to I've got no fucking idea, but I'm open to conversation about it. Okay, if you think there's something beyond, then you think that human life is valued above, say, the life of a pig. No. And then you would you would have to then say, well, is there a place for a pig beyond death? Possibly which still conscious. A, well, then and then you have to go further and say, well, why am I eating and killing pigs if they're so important to the cosmos and and the universe and to a god? That no, no, I'm, no, no. I'm going. I'm eat, I'm happy to eat them though. Fuck them. We've got to take, no, no, no. We've got to take. We've got to take the equation of God out of the picture because that's a different argument altogether. And we get into religious territory there as well, which again, I'm not subscribed to any particular religion um, or any religion for that matter, let alone a particular one. So you've got to get right. That's a moralistic standpoint, which is an interesting point. But no, the argument I'm getting at is just consciousness and switching off consciousness. Um, so for me, if a human consciousness can exist beyond our little space where we are at the moment, thanks to COVID, I feel like a prisoner in my own. Um, beyond this little space here, then it's no different for a piggy. That one day he's in the slaughter house, um, won't become chops on my plate. Uh, and the next day... After he's brown bread, he pops up and he's just in this new conscious sphere plane thingy. Because I also find it interesting about the idea of parallel dimensions or um, different, um, yeah, parallel dimensions and, and um, different worlds, things that are existing in exactly the same way. I find all of that interesting. Though, again, I don't have the position, but it all comes from the fact that I can't imagine not imagining does that make sense yeah yeah it does but that's probably quite yeah but again because you can't imagine not imagine it doesn't mean there'll be something afterwards i i just that's see perfect. i don't think one equals the other okay let, let me paint you a picture for a second think of yourself as a television right instead of interest what type of television would you be uh, my ass used to have to bang the top of it. Yeah. Sometimes the signal would lose. So you'd walk up. I'd be, I'd be smack the TV the out of the Simpsons. That's it. So you're that television, and um, all day, every day, you're switched on, and whatever's on the screen is your imagination. Let's call it that. Um, and you're you're flicking between different faults, i.e., channels, 
And then one day, um, the warranty runs out, the telly's getting old, and it switches off. It's gone. Mm. Mm. But so the, why it's gone is because um, parts are broken. Let's call it, um, I don't know anything about a telly, uh, the, the equivalent of a telly brain, motherboard maybe, I suppose. And you take it off, but there's still an electrical current going through it um, simply because uh, it's plugged into the mains. So, yeah, I just, once it's gone, there is still a current going through it. There's still electric there until it's unplugged. And I've just bolstered up my. Uh, yeah, analogy. you'll be unplugged, <laughs> mate. Yeah, but unplugged for what? Well, I, I would argue that, um, yeah, you you like a television, you, you just go in a bin, mate. When I die, feel free to just dump me in an area of natural beauty yeah, on the like side that. of a road, you know, like, like a piece of rubbish. See, I've already decided where I want to be thrown. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, end. All right, all right. Well, there's enough dead bodies in that water and shit, so you might as well throw me in there with it and make absolutely no difference once I've been burned up. do the up. place up. Possibly. But would you like to continue on beyond dying? No. Really? No. I'd love it. Uh, Again. How do you know? What if you ended up in hell? Well, that's assuming you believe in hell, which I don't. No, I don't believe in hell again. No, mate. I, I think reincarnation is quite interesting. If 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 you had the opportunity to nah. to be something else, wouldn't you like to be like a Japanese woman, like a completely different world, or a black guy? You know, something different. I'm quite attached to me, which is a strange thing to say for these kids. I'm not the, the best looking. I'm not the most in shape. I'm certainly not the smartest or wealthiest. But I don't think I'm whoa, going to be... Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's not fair. That's not fair. You you aren't the best looking. No. Oh, so I was just checking. I thought you said you were the best looking. No, no, no. All right, no, no, good. No, good, no. we clear that up. I mean, to be a Japanese woman or uh, a Welsh miner for the day, that'd be fine. But a permanent thing? No, I'd, I'd quite like to wake up as me. Um, that, that, that'd be my preference. I could see the appeal for a short amount of times, but... Uh, nothing long term. I, I, I don't think I'd want to wake up um, in a favela in the middle of Brazil. Mm. I don't think I'd want to wake up in the minute the middle of the uh, the Congo, where there's probably a civil war going on. I don't think I'd want to wake up in Bermondsey. Uh, nobody wants to wake up in South London. It depends, though. So, would you, would you would you would you wake up in Congo knowing that it was a civil war going on, but you had a really big dick? Uh, are we talking Baza big? We're, we're talking that they did a study of, of all dicks across the whole world. And weirdly that you mentioned it, Congo, the average size penis in, in Congo was over seven inches. And that's your average. So your average dick size in Congo is seven inches. Yeah, if you saw a seven-inch cock, right, you wouldn't bat an eyelid. You uh, would not well, bat an eyelid. Uh, I probably wouldn't bat an eyelid. I certainly wouldn't want it 
um, in touch distance. Um, it'd fucking poke you in the eyelid. Probably, but just thinking about it, is it... Because I'm sure the, the IQ for somewhere like the Congo isn't that, that great. No, the, the education's probably poor, but they might... It doesn't mean they're stupid. Uh... I wouldn't say I, that they were, I, their IQ was, because IQ is just a measure of intelligence, not, you know, if you gave them the opportunity to be educated, how do you know they wouldn't be extremely clever? If you look well, at I people, you look at um, who's, you know, I, who's doing the, the best in, in our country at the minute, I, I think um, Indians and, uh, and, and the Chinese are flourishing, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, they're the, they're the <clears> most... Academically gifted, if you like, uh, hardest working, uh, highest earners. On ah, average. There you go, you see. So you hit the nail on the head. So you could tell, well, they're, they're, they're the smartest. And I would say, actually, no. Maybe our our educational system suits their qualities better and values what they're good at. So let's just, you know, that we value uh, mathematical ability and memory. And they're very good at that, for example. And so they are seen as being the brightest and the best. But, um, but yeah, it's an interesting one. Environment definitely plays a part. There's no two ways about it. Um, I think one of the reasons uh, people of Indian heritage and Chinese heritage do well is they've always got, uh, generally, not always, generally got a stable family unit um, with an emphasis on be, trying hard and being successful. Uh, it was a debate that came up uh, a couple of years back regarding Asian footballers, for example. You don't see many uh, players um, of um, Far Eastern or subcontinental descent um, really becoming professional football players because the emphasis of these families is working hard, um, getting good academic grades, and then getting into the workplace, business, um, or um, becoming doctors, lawyers, those sorts of things. So I definitely think that plays its part and the environment of being in a first world country plays its part. Still not sure I want to lower my already limited intelligence for an extra few inches and the old boy. That's not the rule. No, no, I'm just saying though, it's not as if those extra few inches are going to do me any any good. It was what we're going to do, walk around the street with the old boy hanging out and say, look, everyone, look at this. Yeah, I, did, I don't know. Would you rather be the happiest man in the world or the smartest? That's the argument of ignorance is bliss, then, is where you're going with that one. Um, well, yeah, I just think, because I think most people would actually say they'd rather be the smartest person in the world. So, nah. I, would you? Why would you want to? I'd rather be happy. Ignorant. Uh, <clears throat> just think of not knowing about the ills of the world, not having any interest in turning the news or having any idea about the coronavirus or bills or, or diseases or... You just don't care. You're too happy. You wake up every morning, every day's a good day. I'd love to feel that way constantly. I'd love to feel like a, a kid at Christmas when you wake up in the morning... Uh, at six o'clock or five o'clock, probably in my case, when I used to knock at the parents' door, can we father Christmas bin? They're going to open my presents. Who would want to be that happy all the time? You've seen the film Elf with Will Ferrell? Uh, yeah. 
Get as well at me. Every day is fantastic. I'd love to live that way. That's the thing. I um, it's like the Matrix: the red pill, the blue pill. The red pill, you you become aware and awake of everything. I don't want that. Drop me out. Let me be as thick as it comes, stupid as it comes, but jolly at the same time. Like a Scotsman overly obsessed with the smell of his own farts. A Scotsman obsessed, or in my case, because <laughs> I've got it sitting next to me. Ah, oh, that fucking stinks, Paul. <laughs> you fucking stinks. <laughs> you'd you'd want to be that guy, and you'd be like, God, he's a thick cunt, but he's happy. Oh, like he's it. happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go in there for about 20 minutes. Is that, is that a Scotsman cross Irishman? Hey. You sound like there's a place on the west coast of Scotland. It's the most westerly island. It's called Barra. It's, they call it Barbados because it's got sun once a year. And when they go to the beach on this island, you've got crystal clear water. It's beautiful. I've watched a couple of videos on YouTube about it. But their accent is just what you did because it's just over uh, the island of Ireland, but is a uh, western island of Scotland. Their accent is a cross between Irish and Scottish. Mm. Barra. Barra. Look it up. Barra. I'm going to go with it one day. Because I don't know, me and me and the wife, we're not booking any holidays or anything like that anytime soon. There's that point. Um, so, but once we can travel in the UK, especially if around summertime, you're able to get about a bit more, I'll start looking at some domestic holidays. I'm quite well travelled on these aisles. I've been to the top of Scotland, to the bottom of England. I've um, been to, to as far east as Aberdeen and as far west as Belfast. So I'm pretty well travelled and um, I'd like to do a bit more. I'd like to, to go to places like Barra. I've never heard of anyone going to. Annoy the locals because um, they won't understand a word that I'm saying. Uh, drink all their beer. Fly not too near the sun lest thy waxen wings should melt. Who's that a quote from? That's what they said about Icarus. who you, He dreamed so highly of going to Barra and annoying the locals that one day he, he flew too close to the sun and his waxen winds melted and he fell to his death. So just be careful aiming so high in, in life. I, um, I want to be the, the Brit abroad in Britain. As I said, I that is like... <laughs> Have you seen Futurama where uh, I think it's Futurama and they say we're going to sentence you to death or you have to have Bongo Bongo. Have you seen that one? I'm fighting to remember Bongo Bongo. And Bongo Bongo means you get um, you you get uh, shagged up the up the arse, right? So um, so they're like death or Bongo Bongo. So the first guy's like bongo bongo i don't want to die they go fine next one bongo bongo yeah i don't want to die the third one says look i, I can't do bongo bongo I I, I I i choose death and so the clan chief that made this decision says okay death by bongo bongo that is that is like the choice you you you've you've presented there but um, yeah. So you equate traveling around domestically 
Uh, it's bonkers, bonkers. Yes. Bonkers, bonkers. yes. I, if I'm going to travel for 12 hours somewhere, it better have a fucking beach and There's a beaches. language I don't understand and think where I can live a little bit like a king for a while and get ridiculously ex- extorted by the, by the natives. Um, I could, I've got somewhere right up your alley. Have you never heard of Skeg Ness? Skeg? No. I'm not going. The, the locals will marvel upon your southern ways. You, your pound coins will uh, travel you near and far. <laughs> the locals will try to extort you, and you won't be able to understand the word they're saying. Wow. Yeah. And you get that third world experience, so I think it could be right up your alley. They'll see but, me um, with my suitcase, and they'll think, just like they do in Thailand, we can extort this man. But in Skegness, they'll look at the suitcase and they'll think, what is a suitcase? Where is Skegness, southwest? Skegness is a town in England. It's Lincolnshire. Oh, is it? Lincolnshire. All right. So I'm pleased that you haven't prepared for this week's podcast then. That was a long long answer to my question there, Scott. I did prepare. I'll give you a subject. I was genuinely thinking about it. I was talking about actual preparation. What hard, do you mean? hard work, mate. Putting the effort in. That was the effort. It was thought. So, oh, yeah. I, uh, how, how have you prepared for the marathon next week? I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah, we, where, where is the actual drive and energy here? Here's the point. What I was saying back to you right, here we go. is what preparation have you done? What have you brought to the table? I, I'll I tell you. you a nice... <laughs> Hold on a minute, I'll give you something philosophical. No, no, no. no. What I'm up at 5.30 every morning. 12 well, eggs. 12 eggs, 12 eggs for breakfast. Uncooked. Straight in the blender. Um, mm-hmm. 1,500 push-ups. All right. <laughs> and then I go out and climb up the tree in my back garden... And whilst bare-chested, yodel for four hours. Which I do every day. Good stuff. And then I go back to bed till midday and wake up and play computer games. All right? So don't tell me about what preparation I've done for this. Okay? (laughs) 